Welcome to the Butts and Seats Podcast special bonus episode, take number two, because we just did all of night <laughs> one of WrestleMania, and then the computer we were recording on just shut down. I guess it crashed? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But let's do it again. Yeah, let's do it again. I'm Nick alongside Emily. As always. I ask how you're doing, but I think I know the answer. Well, you've already asked me this question. You know the answer. <laughs> Anything changed since last time? Nothing has changed in the past hour. You're, no. s- you're still not happy with, with Roman retaining? Do you just want to talk about it right off the bat again? Can we just address it? Yeah, it's elephant in the room. We didn't like the result. And I don't think anybody else really did either. Yeah. I, 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 I recognize that Nick and I live in a little wrestling bubble. We do. And we follow people that share our opinion. But this time around, it was like, okay, maybe I am being cynical. Maybe people wanted this. So I looked through Twitter to see if I could find anybody with the opinion that like this was the right choice i really couldn't find any there were very few i went through a bunch of different threads of like responses and even people were like i'm a roman stan like i'm here for it and or usually are like that we're like this wasn't right yeah and this time i should remember to mention that uh WWE has been sold as of this morning to endeavor it's called yeah it's like the ufc parent company so WWE and ufc have merged Funnily enough, is something that Shane McMahon was pushing for like 10, 15 years ago. So it makes sense why he <laughs> We'll get to him. We'll talk about it. We never got there, so no. it's still all pent up. Anything yes. from SmackDown worth mentioning besides Bobby Lashley winning the armbar? Not particularly. I mean, you know, Ray getting inducted that night, but like before that, there was the LWO came back. I called that. Which I'm kind still of. kind of, I, I did, I did call it. I, sw- I feel like you said Dominic was going to come not, out to the LWO no. theme. We always said that Dominic was going to come out to Eddie's theme, which we were wrong. But we said, like, we were joking that we were trying to think of what um, Ray was going to come out in. Because he always has, like, his themed costume, whatever. And that one year, a couple years ago, he came out in, like, Mexican flag. I think it was literally last year. Was it last year? I don't remember. Because I know Dominic was in the American flag. But... So we were thinking, like, wouldn't it be funny if he came out in the LWO shirt? Like, the big, oversized LWO. Joking. Right. And then on SmackDown, he's backstage with the other luchadors. And he'd given them all t-shirts. We didn't know what the t-shirt was. It was just, like, we could see the back of it. And one guy, before the big reveal, kind of, like, flashed it to the camera, like, so, ever so briefly. And I swear to God, I saw the O. And I was like, there's no fucking way. And they all turned the shirts around. They're all part of the LWO. And Ray has inducted all of them into the LWO. I'm like, I fucking called it. I called it. I do like that because at this point, we pretty much watched WWE casually. Much like the original LWO, you don't know any of the names. Nope, sure don't. I have no idea who any of those people are. So let's get into WrestleMania night one. We think we're trying to be more succinct to keep this not a feature length episode. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, we tend to get on uh, rail holes. Tangents. (laughs) We get Becky G singing America the Beautiful. I, you're aware of her. I'm not. She's a singer songwriter. Nothing. Yeah, you know. she's fine. She's fine. Yeah. No DX band. That's a good thing. We can get the cold open from Kevin Hart. I still don't understand why we did this and why we did it twice. Yeah. Like it was kind of it was like pointless. He didn't say anything of note. He did it twice, and yeah. it, he wasn't even live, so it's not even like oh we got Kevin Hart. Like he didn't though. Yeah, in terms of like mania opening packages, it seemed Boring. like this was a bit of a waste of money. Yeah, it was a waste of money. Not a waste of money. The stage. Well, actually, that, that's not. That's <laughs> potentially not true. I don't know how much the stage costs, but I liked the stage this year. The stage was cool. They went with the award show theming, and you know I love a theme. WrestleMania Nine, baby, coming to a podcast near you soon. I don't think you're ready to watch that. I 
like parts of WrestleMania 9. <laughs> I'm prepared for it. Ugh. WrestleMania 9 has elements of the chaos, which I love. And I have made that opinion clear. I think it's going to be great. You remember when you were so excited for Vince Russo to get here? Yeah. Just I thought I mentioned that for no yeah. reason. I don't understand what that means about anything. I don't understand. What? So we get the hosts of WrestleMania coming out. It's The Miz and it's Snoop Dogg. It's the motherfucking D-O-double-G. The dog father of WrestleMania, which they kind of cringed at when they said. They said it like four times. Which time did you cringe? All of them. <laughs> they welcome everybody. Don't really do much note here. I'm just mad that Snoop Dogg is here and Sasha Banks isn't. That just feels like a slight and it feels like they knew what they were doing. It's always the Raw after WrestleMania. Don't say that. Don't say that to me. <laughs> I just had a glimmer of hope rise in my heart. Don't say that to me. We pretty much go straight into our first match tonight. Austin Theory versus John Cena for the U.S. title. Judging the way John Cena's first WrestleMania happened, he opened the show for the U.S. title. Gets, oh, really? It's a big show, but... I, I didn't realize that. Not counting the one where he just rapped on the pre-show. There was a time where all he was was a pre-show rapper? Yeah. Wow. WrestleMania 19. Wow. What a time. So we made our predictions. I still have not tabulated the night two ones. I'll have to do that at the end. But I picked Austin Theory for this match. And then John Cena came out with the Make-A-Wish kids. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he ain't losing. Oh, I sobbed. Yeah. Should I out myself again? Yes. So I had been drinking. There was alcohol flowing on Saturday. I was bored. I was just watching, you know, television. Nick was working. We were just waiting for him to come home. And I had a couple of, you know, vodka drinky drinks. <laughs> but like, when you when you don't say vodka tonics, for some reason it sounds worse. Because it wasn't a vodka tonic. I had, you know, vodka juice. Like, I, don't, I put lemonade with, I don't know. I was bored. So, <laughs> anyway, I cry a lot. I like to say I cry when the wind changes direction. When we first started dating, Nick showed me a, um, like, the We Rate Dogs, their dog recap of the year 2018. And I sobbed. So, John Cena comes out. Or before he comes out, there's like the Make-A-Wish um, video package before the entrance. And I watch the package and all these kids are living their dreams and it's really, really sweet. And then I realize, oh my God, all those kids have cancer and all these videos were like 20 years ago. All of these kids are dead. And I started sobbing. I was just like, at that point, I was very emotional. I was like, this is really sad, but look how happy they were in their life. Like they had a short life, but they were really happy. And I started crying. And then he comes out on the stage and there's like... 10 to 15 Make-A-Wish kids on the stage with John Cena. Including one heel kid rocking the NWO <laughs> shirt and bloodline hat. But just watching them all be so happy and just living their literal dream. Like, this is the one thing they wanted to do more than anything else in the world. I fuck blubbering. It, blubbering idiot. It was the one like, thing they wanted to happen? That's the only thing they wanted to happen. And they were all so happy and i hope that they they had the best night of their lives and it was just it was really emotional and i just blubbering idiot sobbing and yeah <laughs> i'm kind of curious if there's a clip of john cena talking to them after he loses i don't know there has to be yeah. he's that kind of guy like he wouldn't just come yeah, out exactly. for the video pack like yeah. yeah he would he's not just a photo op kind of guy i think we'll just kind of do any any quick highlights and general thoughts on the matches neither of us were that into this one it John doesn't quite have it anymore, in my opinion. No, it it was it was a don't get me wrong, it wasn't a bad match. No, it was serviceable. It was fine. It was it was a pretty standard match, but that's not what you want from a John Cena match. Yeah, he didn't. He wasn't wrestling like John Cena. It was very clear he had some like ring rust. I guess like he's not in ring shape. He's not doing the John Cena things. Yeah, like his last two matches 
he teamed up with Kevin Owens on that like last SmackDown of the year to like keep his streak going. He literally did like two moves. Yeah. And then the one before that was the SummerSlam match with Roman where he was just like, uh, cool, I'm just going to try to do roll-ups the whole time. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. He, like, forgot the, the, like, mechanics. Yeah, I always kind of thought that wrestling was, like, sort of like riding a bike, you know? Like, that kind of idea. Like, you always, you kind of, you never forget. You always have those calluses. Like, you'll always know how it feels. But I guess he's kind of, like, he's getting older, too. I mean, gotta give him that. Yeah. People were saying he was, like, definitely taking it safe on the bumps and all that. It was... Yeah, so Theory wins by pretty basic cheating. It's one of those where John Cena gets the visual win, but the ref gets bumped, and and Theory wins. Like, it didn't feel like it did much for him. Well, he still did get the pin at at a certain point. Like, John Cena still did, like, win in a way. So he still seems like a big person. He didn't lose disgracefully, you know? So he's still, like, the superhero John Cena. Uh, But you know what I mean. Like, he's not losing, losing. I'm saying, admittedly... One finisher put him down. That doesn't happen to John Cena. I know. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. though? Like, he's not getting put down. Like, he has to lose by, like, a fucky finish, you know? Yeah. If the ref was up and nothing had happened, he would have won that match. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a fine match. It didn't really set off the energy the way that I think they wanted it to. No. It was a pretty dull start. Luckily, the next match picked that up. Because next up is the men's four-way tag team showcase. Mm. Which... Here, can you name the, the the competitors? Alpha Academy, Street Profits, um, Viking Raiders, and Ricochet Braun Strowman. Now, can you name the two Viking Raiders? Can you? Yes. <laughs> Eric Ivar and Valerie Hala. Oh, Eric and Ivar are two different people. I yeah. thought Eric Ivar was one name. <laughs> no, it, it could be, though. Yeah, good old Valerie Hala. <laughs> As Nick has named her. No no longer blatantly doing a Max the Impaler cosplay. It's Sarah Logan. She's always Sarah Logan. Well, Titus called her Sarah Logan on commentary like a bunch. Did he? I apparently. didn't notice that. I don't know why Shoosh is so over, but it really is. It's definitely over for us. Yeah. I don't know if it's over for everyone else, but it makes me giggle every time. Yeah, and then the match actually starts, and he's amazing and hitting big German suplexes on Braun Strowman. But he only has three words in his vocabulary like all he says is shoosh oh, thank you and that's it he just says it in different patterns and he's like he's such a fucking cartoon character jack gable yeah. i love him like he is he is the, the cartoonized version of kurt angle and even kurt was pretty silly at points yes but somehow he's more <laughs> but know. like still just as good i don't i don't know about that i, I, know, I, don't, know. I don't know if i don't know if we're gonna see chad gable coming out and be like you're a little bo- you're just a little boy, and I'm a man who loves playing with boys. Wait, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching some oh, it was before the Hall of Fame. Kurt Angle was there and he was doing some sort of um like interview backstage. And I can't remember the context of it, but whoever was giving him the interview was saying, like, uh, you got here by chugging a lot of milk, right? And he just kinda like looked down and looked away, he's like, Yeah, I did a lot of things. I'm like, you've never drank any of that milk, you fucking liar. <laughs> couple nice spots in this they did a double delayed vertical suplex tower doom spot that ends with ricochet just diving on everybody that was so wild yeah that was such a cool spot it looked like ricochet didn't like it almost looked like he didn't do it right but i think he also might have done it exactly right because he hit the the guy at the very top like square in the stomach where i feel like he should have hit him in the legs for more of a like visual impact but the way he hit it was probably the safest way to do it but it looked really cool. Emily got to see the Stroman Express for oh, the first time. 
Yeah, it, it used to be better, and then, then it just got more glancing blows than anything. And It um, was just really lame. Angelo Dawkins derailed that fucking train. Like, he, no pun intended. He knocked the hell out of him. I, I guess I didn't catch that. Yeah, I, I like saw the clip on Twitter again, and I heard it, and I was like, oh, oh. You, you laid him out for real. Oof. Oof Ricochet somehow stopping a shooting star press in midair because he was going to hit the announce table. Oh, God, yeah. that was It was like a freeze frame. It was bizarre. Like, Ricochet is peak male performance. He's, he's a superhuman specimen. Ricochet, I don't even know how to describe him. Ricochet is somehow able to stop... In midair from hitting the United States. Well, meanwhile, Billy Kidman can barely actually hit the target he's trying to. It's incredible. Angelo Dawkins gets his knees up on a shooting star press from Ricochet and holds holds Ricochet down for Montez Ford to hit a splash on the Ricochet's back while he's up against Dawkins' knees. And Oof-da. the Street Profits win. It was painful looking, though. Yeah. For a match I did not think I'd care about, I had a lot of fun in this Oh, match. this was so good. And the thing is, like... This is one of those matches that they did like four or five times already in different ways on SmackDown and Raw. And like, I've been seeing this for weeks. Yeah, you were only half paying attention during the SmackDown and you were like, (laughs) they're just doing the match. I'm like, no, no, no. Turns out it was was a fatal four-way with half the teams. Whatever, but it was the the same teams. What I'm saying, it was just a single person from each one. Oh, half of the teams. Yes, yes, yes. But... It was still the same people. Like it yeah. was, it was. I was prepared to be super underwhelmed by this. Be like, well, I've already seen this match. Like, I don't need to watch that again. But it was so good. Yeah. It didn't even matter that I had already watched the match five times because I hadn't. It was so good. So we've on to Logan Paul versus Seth freaking Rollins. I'm, I'm. Kinda, don't call him Seth freaking Rollins. I'm kind of over. Yeah, that. that's lame. It's always been lame. Like, let's not do that. Yeah. Logan Paul comes out doing the Shawn Michaels zipline entrance. So. We had a discussion of, like, does this count? Because we we put all of our predictions on Twitter of, like, what was going to happen. And in that, we had, like, a bonus category of, um, like, who's going to appear? Wrestling legends, celebrities, whatever. And I said Shawn Michaels. He didn't appear in the flesh. No. But he appeared in spirits. No. The zipline, Seth's outfit. Like it's very it's it's very Sean coded. Does Jeff Jarrett also get a mention for? Seth's I don't see outfit? Jeff Jarrett in that as much. Everyone is saying that. I maybe I just don't know the era of Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, no, that's more like a lot of people are saying yeah. that that was very Jeff Jarrett. There's there's a lot going on with Seth's outfit. Yeah, I it was very bondage. It was very Barbie girl bondage. I don't know. It was weird. It was hot pink. It was very leather, very strappy. He took off half of it like on the stage, and then still had like the Shawn Michaels chaps for a little bit. He came out in this wild jacket, and there was a clip of um, Becky Lynch backstage being so jealous of his big jacket. <laughs> They're a great couple. I love them. So not a ton of WCW here tonight. That said, Logan Paul has the Lex Luger gimmick of uh, he had surgery done on part of his body, so now there's metal in him, so now it's super strong. He is a bionic man. His yeah. hand has been weaponized. He's like a titanium rod in his hand. I don't even know what happened. I don't even remember I don't why he has that. Shit, you know, Goldberg could have used that when he was breaking the window. Ah, uh, bummer. God, ew. Remember that? We did have like two instances of Maestro vibes. Yes. With the uh, the conductor for Seth Rollins' entrance. Yeah, and then the them dropping the backing track halfway through the crowd chanting. I swear, they weren't in time with the conductor, but they were consistent they with, were consistent, with, but they weren't them, following the conductor. Them, well, with themselves, but they're like in the middle of the whoa, and then just the, the, the new backing track just cut in in the middle of it. So yeah, it, because 
at the end of the day, WWE is a production and they need the sound to match the visual. So they made sure the sound matched the visual. This was a fun match. It it was in a good way. It was kind of what you expected uh, until <sighs> until the uh, the the prime energy mascot was revealed. Yeah. So Logan came down to the ring with this bottle of blue prime energy mascot thing. The whole time I thought it was Jake Paul. I thought it was his brother, and I thought that was going to be Jake's entrance into WWE because I'm just waiting for that at this he, point. He showed up on something. He was like he was in the audience. I swear, in like Saudi Arabia, he like had a that slight would not moment. Shock me. But now I'm thinking because Jake is pretty big in like boxing. I don't know if he's UFC. I know he does boxing. I'm wondering if that's going to be the like the bridge to gap it. No idea. I can see it happening. But it wasn't Jake. It was the other internet fallen angel. I don't know. Dweeb. I don't even, I don't even know. It's KSI. And I I couldn't even like take the time to explain to Nick who KSI was. I'm not going to do it here. But if you were on the internet in 2017 and saw the cesspool of Jake Paul, Logan Paul, that era, that's who the fuck this is. Yeah, someone who didn't watch that is like, oh, it's a guy. It meant nothing to me. Yeah, because you Logan Paul also means nothing to you. I have more of a reference for him for because of yeah. fucking Suicide Forest. That's why. No, I think I don't know. He made that was what made him mainstream. Jake Logan and KSI are all people who I have not respected for a long time because they don't have passion for anything that's not making money. They will do literally anything that makes them money, and I just I don't respect that. And I was afraid that that's what Logan Paul was going to be when he came into the WWE. He just used it as like a springboard for his energy drink. And he kind of has been doing that. But he's really fucking good. And I hate that he's good because he very clearly has a passion for this. How long until uh, Logan Paul and Brock Lesnar team up? (laughs) Not long. I would not be shocked. But it's just very clear looking at Logan that he does have some sort of passion for this. And I I know KSI doesn't have that. And I don't want him to be part of this because all he's going to do is be a corporate shill. And I don't fucking need that. We'll get some cor- corporate shilling from WWE later later today. Yeah, well. Did you enjoy seeing him get put through a table? Yes, that was quite As convoluted as was, the spot was. That was a good spot. Seth though. pulling him. It's a weird thing. If Seth pulls him and then Logan does the dive from the turnbuckle to the announce table. But it's like, ah, oh, whatever. Just make sure it's safe. It was good, though. Yeah. It was the one thing they didn't want to happen. I don't know. No, I, I, I really enjoyed this match. I laughed at Logan Paul hitting both a buckshot lariat at a GTS. Like, you're just trying to piss off AW fans. Oh, the man does not have his own move set. Like, he doesn't have the skill set to have, like, his own moves. He's well, just stealing others. In that same vein, he goes for a coast-to-coast. Coast, exactly. Like, gets super kicked midair. Seth Rollins then hits the stomp and gets the pin. Good. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's the way this should have ended. Yes. I'm glad you were able to enjoy it because your mood soured tremendously on the on the night. Because KSI is such a fucking shill and I hate him. I've hated him on the internet. He's nothing. He is everything that is wrong with YouTube. He is he is not the good parts of the internet. He is the bad parts. He can get away with anything because he has money. And I just don't respect that. And when he came out, I was like, fuck, YouTube 2017 is coming to fucking WWE. And I have to relive that shit again. I can't do it. I mean, it makes sense. WWE is usually like five years behind on pop culture. So. Right? I, I can't do it again. You're very lucky that you were not entrenched in the internet that in 2017. No, I was probably watching a bunch of uh, of uh, Achievement Hunter. <laughs> yeah, probably. 
which that has its own problems too. So, hey, nothing ages well. Everything is bad. Speaking of not aging well, or at least having awful makeup. Uh, oh, oh, that's evil. Yeah, she, she normally looks great, but you. Uh, she really had, yeah. Introduce the match. It's Team BLT versus He's so proud of himself for versus that, guys. Damage Control in a six woman tag. And the person we're talking about is uh, Emily had a big issue with Lita's makeup. I barely noticed. Lita had really dark contour, really dark bronzing that made her look sunken and like a skeleton, like old. And it was just, it was bad. Maybe it was just the lighting or the angle of the camera, but I just kept catching it. I was like, Ugh, whoever did your makeup needs to be fired. And admittedly, you know, she, you know, she's not 20 anymore. It's whatever. Sure. When you're still doing the Hardy Boys look. I like it. Like. I don't know. It comes off a little little too, how do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> like, admittedly, when she, it, it, as simple as it was, when she, like, took off, like, the red shirt she's wearing, just, like, in the tank top, I'm like, I don't, did he just look more athletic? I guess, but that's still Hardee's. I mean, the Hardee's were all about layering. They were, they were, they were not. They were about how quickly can we get, were. how quickly can we get these layers off for the female pop? The Hardys were always wearing multiple layers. They'd be wearing mesh. They'd be wearing a tank top, a t-shirt, well, baggy pants with all the chains. There were layers. It was the two thousands. Never everything was layered. Well, speaking of somebody who you you were saying probably should have had another layer to uh, Trish. Yeah, you get one comment about her boobs. Jesus, that's it. That's <laughs> all you could say. You were you you were worried. For someone who lauds herself on never adjusting her gear, she's really tempting fate. Yeah, you had you had the same vibe as that one like Mad TV Bret Hart match when uh, the one woman came out and you're like, oh, she's gonna pop out. Oh yeah, well I don't trust her. I don't. I didn't trust that woman to like yeah. know what was going on. I trust Trish. Like nothing moved, nothing popped. She did great. Everything was very tight. But I feel like Trish knew that that was going to be fine. And Trish is a smart-ass woman. Speaking of nothing popping, um, this was not a good match. It's a standard kind of boring. Like The, the crowd yeah. also was not into it either. Yeah, it was pretty boring. I, I, I hate to say boring. Like Becky and Bailey do not put on bad matches. Yeah. Like They are very good at what they do. This should have been a Becky and Bailey showcase with some backup work. And it just wasn't. Like, they were too reliant on the legend help. They weren't, like, they weren't actually performing to their, like, peak ability. Yeah. I mean, I think the main basis for this, like, as a selling point was, hey, it's Trish and Lita. Because mm-hmm. the story wasn't all that interesting. This feud's been going on for way too long. I mm-hmm. mean, like, again, it wasn't a bad match. It just wasn't terribly interesting. It really wasn't interesting. Like... I shouldn't be bored watching Bailey and Becky. Yeah. And even Team BLT's entrance was like a weird Sin City vibe that That was weird. It didn't really tie cool. into anything. Like yeah, it wasn't bad, but Yeah, the story for it was lacking. Yeah, we we were usually in Sin City there's like one color at a time they're kind of like highlighting in certain shots. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they were just like, nope, just black and white and then white rain. Yeah, the rain overlay. I don't know. Could have been good, but it was it, that could have been like eight or nine out of ten match, and it was like, oh, we didn't really say it, but Team BLT won. Yeah, I was surprised. And before we get to our next match, I want to note that this uh, this podcast is brought to you by Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the taste you can see. Actually, no, this podcast is brought to you by French Toast Crunch. It's better. You are the only person that holds that opinion. Even though I think you could like only get it at Walmart, or like for some reason, like if you actually go on their site, it's like, yeah, it's only available at these like six stores. I'm like, why? 
No, this is the most emotional match on the card. This has the most emotional backstory to it. And the fact that it's sponsored by Cinnamon Toast Crunch is just such an undermine. Yep, it's Dominic Mysterio versus Rey Mysterio. Awful, awful choices were made. No one was sure what Dom's entrance was going to be. It ended up being a like prison, you know, like a little like, getting off the prison bus or prison van. So they, yeah, they did the whole prison entrance, but they made a mistake. They did the backstory for this whole feud, and they showed that the whole reason Dominic was in jail was basically because he was mean to his dad. And he went to jail for all of, like, 12 hours. He wasn't even in jail for a full day. Yes, that was the issue with the promo package Let's not and talk nothing about else. It. Let's not talk about it. Um, they, they, to credit to them, they fixed it. They did. But it was just like, you didn't serve time, man. You didn't really go to jail. You were mean to your dad, and you spent the night in a holding cell, and now you're fine. No, we but you're like hard times. The worst thing about prison was the Dementors. That was the vibe he was giving. Yeah, that's been the point. <laughs> He's it hard. Just, it was so lame. I was like, man, you are, why are you even with cops right now? You were barely even a felon. You're yeah, nothing. They, they like give him the Goldberg entrance. And he also comes out wearing Ray's Halloween Havoc 97 mask and then just takes it off. I was like. Yeah, it was kind of a nothing burger. Yeah, I was like, oh, I thought you'd do more with that. I think it's just like a weird homage. Ray comes out with Snoop Dogg in Eddie's Lowrider and to Eddie's theme for a little bit of it. A lie, a cheat, a steal. What a bop. What a good theme. Should we go to the LWO theme? No. I said, no, actually, no one would have gotten the reference, I feel like. No. I mean, not Lied, cheat, Maybe steal, not no one, but. That's, that's such a well-known theme that he came out to. Like, you knew that he was honoring Eddie in that. I think the biggest pop of this match was Ray spanking Dominic with his belt. Like, he took off the belt, like, all right, let's go. Yeah. We love corporal punishment. Woo. It was funny, though. I'll give him that. And I got a laugh out of a spot of Dominic taking his sister's drink and throwing it in her face. I don't know why they felt the need to have it be like this, but they put the drink in a red Solo cup, which minus the Street Profits, no one else had a red Solo cup in the arena. You will never find a red Solo cup in an arena. Yeah. And I'm just like, could have had that be anything. Anything. Like, put a lime in some water. You're good. Well, then the lime could have hit her in the eye and then she could have gone blind. Could have been very scary. Could match, you know, could have matched your dad. Remember when Ray had his eye taken out by Seth Rollins? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just dropped that. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. At one point, we get Damian Priest and Finn Balor coming out. The LWO make the save, but Pri- yeah. Priest Jacket is still there. We forgot to do this the first time, too. Bad Bunny's on commentary. Oh, yes. He's on the Spanish commentary table. Yes. I think that's why we forget, because we weren't hearing Spanish, him yeah. at all. So there's a, cha- yeah, there's a chain in Damien Priest's jacket. Dom goes to use it. Bad Money stops him. And Ray hits the 619 and gets the win. Booyaka. This was a good match. Little messy with the ending. It's exactly what it needed to be, though. Yeah. Bad Bunny coming in for the save. sets It sets up backlash. Yeah, it, like, it gives Dom something to whine about. Exactly. It's exactly what this match needed to be. It got Ray some, you know, retribution over his son. It kind of proved, like... To Dominic, like, yeah, you can't fuck with me. Like, I yeah. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You're a child. I will fuck you up. Just because you're my kid doesn't mean I won't fuck you up. Can't wait. Can't wait to play WWE 13 and go beat my kids. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Let's go to Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. And I'm realizing now, Judgment Day was nowhere to be seen for this. Yeah, they did not come out at all. No, which that might be a, a sign of things to come. Do they not respect Rhea? No, I'm saying I think Rhea might be like, I'm, I I don't need you guys. I'm good. Yeah, maybe. 
But she likes um, her control over Dom, so maybe that'll be like what tears apart the Judgment Day. Dominic will have to pick whether he wants to go with Damien and Finn or stay with Mommy. There really is something ironic about his name being Dom. Right? But so this match, a lot of people were super into, and I feel like we're like, yeah, it's like a seven or an eight. Yeah, the internet was lauding this match. It was fine. I think part of my issue is that, one, Charlotte is ice cold. She won the title, like, the last SmackDown of 2022 and oh, okay. hasn't done anything. No, she's not exciting to watch anymore. Like, hasn't, wasn't at the Rumble, Mm-mm. wasn't, wasn't on Elimination Chamber. And the, I mean, everyone said it, the booking for the women has not been super interesting story-wise. No. And it felt obvious that Rhea was going to win. Granted, it felt like Rhea should have won last time they did this match. But. Right. I could have seen, I could have seen Charlotte winning. Honestly, I mean, yeah, it was boring. Like, there has not been any build to this. Charlotte's just kind of around sometimes, and that's kind of it. You told me that she hasn't defended the title at all. Not on pay-per-view. She's not done it on, like, you know, she faced, like, Sonya Deville. Like, yeah. Nothing real. I think one of the main spots that we can remember from this is Charlotte simultaneously over and under rotating on a German suplex cell yeah. where she, she lands neck down, ass up. <laughs> Yeah, it did not look comfortable. No, it looked really painful and it could have been scary, but you got to trust that they know how to land themselves. Finish this match is Rhea smashes Charlotte's face onto like the ring post oh LED God, kind of thing. Yeah. And Charlotte just dies right there. And then we get an avalanche riptide from the top rope and uh, Rhea Ripley wins. If I stand by this is a pretty underwhelming match. Oh, yeah. I thought it was you know, it, like a lot of things I, on night one. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. And a lot of people are sharing the opinion that night one was better than night two. I disagree. I don't. I don't know. I need to talk through night two just to kind of feel it out. But I don't know. I just. I. I don't hold the same opinions as the internet. Wow, I'm growing. We think it one of two interviews of the entire two night event. It's Austin Theory yeah. just being like, "Yeah, I proved myself." It's like, did you? But both interviews, this one and Bianca Belair being the other one, boring, unnecessary. Yeah. Really unnecessary. Didn't add anything. Didn't take anything away. Like Yeah, both of them felt like just killing time before something. Yeah. But we go to the ring. The Miz and Snoop Dogg are back. They announced the attendance of a little over 80,000. And then they're talking like, yeah, it would have been great, Miz, if you had a match. Miz says, oh, I, you know, I put out an open challenge, but no one accepted. <laughs> which prompts Pat McAfee to come out. Which could have been cool. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is actually a surprise because... Michael's reaction felt a little fake to me. I think they were trying to replicate the genuine surprise the last time he came out. Yeah. Because last time was genuine. Yeah. but And that got over so well that they're like, I'll do it again. So the short version here is that Snoop Dogg makes the match of The Miz versus Pat McAfee. Yeah. Because Pat's <laughs> he, wearing his WrestleMania tank top. He claims, like, Snoop Dogg claims, well, I'm basically the host of the show, so I can do what I want, right? So match. <laughs> like, good for you, Snoop. Cole claims that Pat is undefeated at WrestleMania. And I'm like, he lost to Vince McMahon. We're I know, not going to ever think about that. That's I know fine. we all want to pretend that didn't happen. But it didn't. It didn't no, happen. No, that stunner afterwards happened. It, no. No, it didn't. What stunner? That wasn't a stunner. So, yeah, we get an impromptu match. Pat McAfee versus The Miz. And Pat has help because this is basically a vehicle to get George Kittle involved. Yeah, who the fuck is George Kittle? He's a tight end for the San Francisco 49ers, which... Is they're, he like a buddy of Pat McAfee's? 
They had a moment at like one of these events backstage. Like, oh, oh like, we'll have to get you involved. Oh, okay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> the end. He just likes wrestling. And I'm like, this isn't even your stadium. You play in San Francisco. Who cares? Would you have wanted it to be a Ram? Would you have been happy if it was a Ram? Yeah. Really? Or a Charger. I don't think you're right. I don't think that's true. I think you're lying. Finish this match. Pat hits a punt on The Miz and wins. This was not as fun as they wanted it to be. No, this should have been like a big moment, a big return again, and it just wasn't. Yeah. It's a shame. It could have been really fun. Yeah. I, like, if this had been LA Knight, I think the crowd would have been more on board. But... This had the same energy as the John Cena match, where like it could have, it should have been big. Should have been this big moment, and it just fell flat. I don't know what was different. I don't know what they could have changed. I don't know. I, admittedly, I would rather have had Pat on commentary for the main event. I mean, I'm saying like this segment in general like not oh. like if we were to scrap the segment like what would have made this be a better segment i think it's just it's not all that interesting to see the miz get beaten up it's not new yeah let's go to the night one main event it is the usos versus kevin owens and Sami Zayn. for the usos come out we get little uzi vert i'm so proud of you for knowing who it was they it said it on the screen i have no idea i'm so proud of you for taking note of that the name was on the screen <laughs> I was grinning like an idiot for the crowd just belting Sammy's theme when he came out. Oh, yeah. Okay, because Little Uzi was there to introduce the Usos, I guess. Sing before the Usos come out. Yeah. He sang his own song. Yeah. He didn't even like sing a theme or anything. Whatever. But yeah, when Sammy and Kevin came out, everyone was screaming his theme. It was awesome. Yeah. And I popped for Michael Cole uh, giving a shout out to El Generico. <laughs> yes. Because they started doing like the Ole Ole's. Yeah. He's like, he'd be proud. <laughs> Keeping kayfabe alive. It was very sweet. It was very cool. The story of a lot of this match is Sami Zayn just getting absolutely beat down and refusing to quit. Literally, yes. This man, there were points in this match where he was just like draped over the ropes, completely unconscious, just down for the count. And it should be noted that this is a pretty significant match because it's the first WrestleMania main event that a Muslim is headlining. And that's pretty incredible. But it's also incredible because it's fucking Ramadan. This man hasn't eaten all day. He has nothing in his system. Oh, God. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't even imagine that. Oh, God. I can't, I can't imagine him remotely trying that. No. And then putting this amount of energy in that match when you've had nothing to eat since 4 a.m. Like, he's also been awake since 4 a.m. probably. Because he has to get up before the sun. Yeah. And then his call time to, like, workouts or something was probably, like, 6. We didn't go back to sleep. God, what a machine. I could be wrong, but I think this is the first time anyone's kicked out of the 1D. They did make it seem like it was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah, because he's getting like double super kicked over and over again. 1D, he keeps kicking out. We get an extremely hot tag to Kevin Owens down the stretch. And they hit like a halluva kick stunner combination. It was pretty cool. But the Usos still kick out. And then they do, the Usos do do the like double splash onto Kevin Owens. He kicks out. And then... Jesus, the mother of all hot tags to Sami Zayn for the finish. Just nuclear level heat. Oh my god, yeah. He does the haluva kick to Jay, holds him up, gives him another, and Jimmy then comes in to like, you know, Jimmy comes in. Him, yeah. Jimmy comes in to stop it. Kevin Owens stuns him out of the ring, and before we get the, the third haluva kick, we get a nice, nice close up on Sammy, which is a, a little smile, a little smirk, just like holy shit, it's gonna happen. Yep. We're doing it. Sammy gets the pin. New champions. So I know that we are both really over the bloodline as a whole. How do you feel about Jimmy and Jay as a tag team? Are you also over them? 
<laughs> it's funny if, it, if you'd asked me like b- going into elimination chamber i don't know what my answer would have been no i mean i i enjoyed them i got tired i, I get tired of their involvement in the, the more singles matches i think with the, i think with them as well it's it was a mistake to give them both belts mm. it kind of kills the scene for everything else i agree but i think like in a vacuum they are a really good tag team oh yeah in a vacuum, they are up there we, with, like, some of the best. We said it last year that it's amazing how much better they got when they were allowed to turn heel. Yeah. But No, I agree. This this was the cathartic feel-good ending we needed for night one. Don't get it night two! Yeah, well. <laughs> Gotta have a nice, happy moment at some point. Yeah. I was happy for Sammy and Kevin. Uh, with yeah, this, really Kevin emotional. Owens becomes a Grand Slam champion. Really? Yeah. He's only missing yeah. a tag team battle. It was a really emotional night. It was really, it was really good. Yeah. This is the match though that gave me hope because I'm like, oh shit, they're starting to dethrone the bloodline. It's, it's happening. Yeah. It was, listen, it was a great way to end night one. And, mm-hmm. uh, I agree this should have been the main event. I know Charlotte Flair does not agree. Yeah. She's pissed that her match was not main. Well, yeah, the, the winner of the men's rumble always main events WrestleMania, except when they don't. Except when they don't. There was a good spad where they were just like, they're going to open the show. And then it just came, became a point of like, if you're, if you win the Royal Rumble, you just get a match at WrestleMania. That's well, it. A title match. Sure. But that doesn't mean main event. Yeah. Well, no, there's, there, there's multiple main events, obviously. Every match is the main event. Yeah. For all main events, none of us are. Just ask CM Punk. He'll agree. <laughs> but, and that's night one. That's night one. And with that, let's talk about the half of WrestleMania that we didn't already talk about before. <laughs> Finally, new content. As I open up my uh, Steve Austin's Broken Skull, American Locker. Hell yeah. So night two, we get America the Beautiful by Jimmy Allen. I don't know who Jimmy Allen is. No. But the second half of his rendition of America the Beautiful was great. First half, not so much. But I, I thought Becky G was better. I disagree. Then we got our second cold open from Kevin Hart. Once again, why? Miz and Snoop open again. Not much again, to say. Why? And then we get uh, Bork Laser versus Omos. Okay, I have a strong feeling going into this match of hatred. I'm, I am, I am here to say I'm eating my words. You also lost our our little bet on it, whether or not this is going to go over under three and a half minutes. Oh yeah, I thought this was going to be a squash match to end all squash matches. I did call Omos here. I can't believe it's not Bobby. That, which is great. <laughs> I will say I was really impressed with Omos because he did get a lot of um, of offense. And he did look good at it. He looked powerful. He looked big. He looked powerful. He, he actually looked good. I'll yeah, I'm wondering if they, like, how much like prep and work they kind of did going into this one. Because, mm. yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Admittedly, I'm never all that into the can they lift them up storylines. No, it's not exciting. No. Because they it's, can. Yeah, they can. And especially when I've seen you do it to the big show. You were a little cynical at the beginning of this match, I will say. Because yeah. you were like, why are they pushing this so hard? We know he can. I'm like, go with it. Yeah. Admittedly, I think the worst version of that is they did it with John Cena multiple times with the big show. I'm like, we, we've seen it. Yeah, it, it's been done. Never before done. Yes, it has, actually. You've done it many times. Can he lift the winner of every Royal Rumble? He's so big. I did write down this is big meaty men slapping me, but I feel like th- that's a disservice to our later match. <laughs> this was just also, you know, you don't even need to say it. That's what this was. That's all yeah. it was. It was just two large men. Yeah. Brock wins, but Omos got a lot of offense. He did, and he looked good. I might have been 
reading into something too much, but as Brock was leaving and selling, he kept looking back at Omos, like, because Omos was just up and wasn't selling that he lost it all, or, like, selling the beating. Mm. Brock was looked a little annoyed. Oh, I, no, I did not catch anything. I noticed that. it. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Omos is still not a good wrestler. No. He doesn't get it. No. He just looked good. Yeah, if he disappeared tomorrow, he, I would not. No, he should have disappeared, like, two years ago. The fact that he's still on the main card blows my mind. Let's move on to the second tag team showcase match. It's the women's tag. Can you name the four teams here? I was just thinking about that. Um, okay. And I, and I, I need their actual names. Sonia and Chelsea Green. Natalia and Shotzi. <sighs> Raquel Rodriguez, <laughs> a.k.a. Shoulders. And oh, who was she with? Liv. Yeah. And um, Rhonda and Shayna. Yes. The only reason I said you had to say the names was was, was for shoulders. Shoulders was shouldering. <laughs> she was doing a good job being a shoulders. I think both of us were pretty underwhelmed by this match, even before the finish. I didn't hate it. I thought it was fine. It was it was a good showcase of women's wrestling for what it was for the people that were in it. Like they didn't look bad. They looked strong. They looked cohesive. I just hate how it ended. Yeah, they. I'm really waiting for the the big push they're going to give to Raquel Rodriguez at some point. Oh, it's got to be coming because yeah. she's so good. But three of the four tag teams were in the ring a lot, doing a lot of offense and a lot of tag work, and like really looking good. And there was a story being told. There were arguments. There were conflicts. Like it was storytelling. Yeah, Natalia does her double sharpshooter. She gets to break out like once a year. It never really looks that good, no. Natty. You must stop. But. Yeah, with all of that good being done, Ronda and Shayna just come in, done. Think, they win. I think both of them are hurt. I then I don't yeah, care. I, yeah. I don't care. Then don't be here. If you're hurt, don't be yeah, here. Okay, this think, was a disservice. I think Ronda was hurt coming into the match, and I don't know what happened to Shayna, but she only had one boot on by the end. Oh yeah, and her even, leg was fucked. Even up. when she came out, like she was like you said, like she was kind of limping. She was limping, but also the, her gear on her two feet looked entirely different. Yeah. Well, she's probably wearing a boot. I'm like, I, I don't know. But yeah, they just, I don't know where Ronda wins. After all of that work that the other six women had done. Yeah. Putting on a good match. These two are just like, nah, fuck you. Actually, I win. That was just such a fuck you ending that it really like, it hurt. It like made me mad. It was a little offensive. We were talking about Charlotte being ice cold. Ronda even more so. Ronda and Shayna both are such a boring tag team at this point. Like they've done what they need to do. They need to do something else. They're so dull. Speaking of people that need, need to do something else, we get Bobby Lashley coming out, holding the trophy. So we thought that he was actually going to come down to the ring and do something because he comes out looking like, you know, a lad carrying this massive trophy. It was funny. And then he just kind of stands at the top, looks around. He like walks towards the yeah. ring and then they cut away. And they cut to like backstories for another match. And we're like, okay, they're going to cut back and he's going to be in the ring. Nope. Next match. Well, actually, what? relatedly to cutting away, we didn't mention this before. Apparently, the video packages are only for Peacock Premium customers now. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I think I like it because it doesn't result in us having to watch five minutes of different commercials rather than the Peacock commercials. I mean, I guess. Remember that being annoying as hell for a couple of the shows where it was just like, well, clearly they're in a commercial break for the Peacock, you know, the cheaper Peacock customers. But now we also get an ad. I don't know. It, It... I think that it's kind of shitty to not give everyone the backstory to these these matches. I mean, they, I, that's what I have an issue with. They do play them all in the pre-show, so I think maybe that's that's your option. 
watch the product, watch the pre-show, or pay $5. I don't like that. Hmm. I just don't like that. And I think that we would have more of a problem with it if we were not benefiting from it. Yeah. But we get the video package for the the triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. It is Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus versus the ring general, Gunta. I'll be honest, I was not excited for this match. I, I was, like, trying to, like, hold back my expectations because they were so damn high. I'm like, no, 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 like, give them room to breathe. I fucking loved this match. I know you did. did. Did you not? I did. It was really fun. It was a lot of fun. This was big meaty men slapping meat over Like literally over slapping. Who's that Pokemon for this match? They are Machop. Good one. No, it was a lot of fun. It was a really good match in that respect. Yeah. All three men looked really good. They all beat the hell out of each other. They actually... See, like, that's the style of wrestling that I don't like. It's just the beatdown style. So, like, that kind of lost points for me. But as a storytelling module, as, like, a showcase of these three, it was really fun. I think it benefited by... There was clearly that stage of them doing all the chops. And then they moved into another gear where, like, they pretty much stopped doing that. Yeah. They moved into, like, the actual, like, moves and, like, you know, more like like the, the second or third gear kind of sequence. Yeah. I took barely no notes of this. I was just watching it. No, and I think that's like I think that's a testament to a match when you're just like so enthralled with it. Yeah, I was happy to see that uh, Seamus tweeted out after the match. Him and Drew just lay next to each other, and just <laughs> yeah. pints. Yeah, that was good. This were... did make me like Gunter. I'll give you that. You liked him at the Rumble too. I did. He's growing on me. Yeah, but Gunther wins after power bombing, or like Drew onto Seamus, and then Drew again. Yeah, there was just a lot of power bombing at the very end. I don't know. It was fun. It was all good. Yeah, I trying to remember all who got power bomb onto like whose head. Everybody. And then it was just like another power bomb. And... Everybody was power bombing everybody. And the one thing I appreciated from this, no interference. The, they Imperium did the entrance and then that was it. They left. Yeah. Same that's how Brawl it Brutes. should be. Yeah. Don't interfere. It's WrestleMania. Win your match yourself. And it puts over Gunther. Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need, need him. Yeah doesn't need him he's strong on his own but yeah this was as everyone's gonna say this was a banger a banger the banger bros see i thought that that was a play on both of them being from like the uk area like a bangers and mash sort of thing i didn't even think about it being like a banger of a show yeah they put on banger after banger yeah see i didn't i thought they were talking about sausages I love bangers and mash, man. If we ever go to London, ooh, that's Listen, what I'm going to eat. The, bang- the banger bros might be talking about sausages. <laughs> Let's move on to our third women's match of this WrestleMania. It is Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Talk about a banger. Fucking loved this match. Yeah. I loved this match. Yeah, we both enjoyed this match more oh than God. the Charlotte-Rhea match. Significantly and... more. And this is getting less talked about. I think people are mad that Asuka didn't win. I, I understand that. Yeah. But this was still an incredible match. I would have said that if Bianca didn't win. I don't think you saw this. So for Bianca's entrance, there was this like it was like an inner city girls group that came out like, like a whole dance. Los Angeles inner city girls program, yeah. And there was one little girl like just super flexible doing this one move. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, her mom died like that morning. What? Uh, yeah, heard <laughs> spread that on you, but yeah. Why was she still there? <laughs> I don't know. Oh my god that's horrible why was she still there i don't know we were like laughing at her well i wasn't laughing at her we were laughing at the flexibility that she had yeah, we it were like, oh my god. like holy shit we were, we were laughing I mean, with her 
Yeah, I started being moved down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Damn, thanks for that. You know, uh, well, Oscar came out with multiple Oscars, and I wrote, I'm seeing double, five Oscars. It's not that funny of a joke. Yeah, at first we got the cancer kids <laughs> night one, and now we got this girl just lost her mom. Like, Well, it, it, <sighs> admittedly, I kind of had the same thought when she came out with, with with these kids as I did when John Cena came out with the Megawish kids. I'm like, oh, shit, she's not losing. And then like, wait, well, wait, John did, so maybe. It was a really cool program. Damn, like, that's so sad. Five Oscars was cool. Yeah. They didn't really do much with it, though. No, they did not. I was hoping that the Oscar that came down the ramp was like a fake-out Oscar. And then she'd be like one of the five in the back. Like, ha-ha! It's Kyrie, <laughs> it's Kyrie saying. This is a good story of the match. It was strengths and submission versus like versus strength and agility. Amazing. We get a, just a muscled superplex from the apron. <sighs> Bianca is... She is such an incredible like build of a woman. Yeah. She is so strong and she knows her strength so well. She can control herself. She has such a good like core on her that she is like she's the most athletic woman on the roster. Probably the most athletic person on the roster at this point. I can't even think of a man that is more athletic than she is right now. Oscar uses the braid for leverage at one point. I'm like, oh, everybody sh- does that though. Yeah, but usually when you do that, you end up getting whipped. She, no, she, she did not whip this time. She went for it, but it missed. There was actually mm. there was a really good like near fall sequence like right before the finish, mm. which led into a Oscar armbar, and I'm like, could be. But uh, I thought so when she when the Oscar put the armbar on and Bianca started powering out, I feel like she wanted to do some sort of lift thing with it because. Oscar kind of like started falling out of that hold. I mean, I feel like she managed to do it, but she it, did it good. She had to like I take mean, her time. Yeah. yeah. Belair powers Oscar up from the arm bar and turns into a KOD. Like, and I, I thought she was going to like lift her yeah. with the arm bar. Just yeah. Like, ah. Now turned into KOD and got the pin. Such a good match. Yeah. I, both of us so really enjoyed good. this match. I, oh my God. Literally, I was rooting for Oscar, but I, there came a point in that match where I'm like, I don't even care who wins. This is such a good showcase of these two women. It, it, they're so impressive. Like, Bianca has had, what, three WrestleMania matches now? Yeah. They have all been, like, top-tier WrestleMania matches. Like, I still say that her her match with Sasha Banks was probably my favorite WrestleMania match of all time. The strength and agility and the athleticism that they show, it's unmatched. I can't say enough good things about it. She's three for three. I'm putting on fantastic matches at Wrestlemania which admittedly might be part of the reason why they kept the belt on her I mean you turned to me and asked like at what point does she make it on the um, Mount Rushmore yeah I feel like she's at least for the women she's there yeah so Emily you've been waiting to talk about this oh my god is it time <laughs> it's time, it time? <laughs> do you do you want to just go through the segment <laughs> no I want you to say because I want to live it again <laughs> so the Miz and Snoop Dogg come out <laughs> they're setting up the open challenge like all right. Well, you had a match last night. Let's might as well have one this night. And so I'm thinking like, okay. LA Bob, Knight. LA Knight, Bobby Lashley. Like, who's it going to be? And then <laughs> here comes the money. And you started losing your mind then. I was like standing on the couch. I was so excited. <laughs> Why were you so excited? I don't know. I don't know where this came from in me. I don't like Shane McMahon, but I was so fucking excited to see him. To me, this this is the moment where I'm like, oh, they really are selling the company. They're yeah, giving him. Yeah, you even said that, like, oh, it's sold. Yeah. They're giving him one last little hurrah because he grabs the mic and was like, 
thank you guys so much for the pop. Like, I really needed that. It was just, of all the people, like, we went through all the scenarios, like, who's going to show up? Never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that it was going to be Shane McMahon. He got, like, disowned a couple months ago. I yeah. thought he was gone, gone. I thought he was done, though. I think that's that was what, what it was. I just, I was so shocked. Like, that was the shock factor that yeah. WrestleMania needed. It was like, yeah. holy shit, it's Shane McMahon. Yeah. It what? Was, <laughs> it was wild. And then... Um, and then it ended so quickly. <laughs> and then to the match, Shane versus The Miz. By the way, not the first time they've done that match at WrestleMania. No? No. That's fine. First time this ever happened at WrestleMania. <laughs> Shane does, you know, the drop down and leapfrog, and he goes to turn and uh, immediately tears his quad. I think he turned his knee. No, he tore his quad. He tore his quad. <laughs> like father, like son. Yep. But like this all happened while I was still reeling from his entrance. So I was like standing and pacing. And then he went down and we were both like, wait, it's a work. It's a work. It's a work, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a work. work. And they're like only showing a close up on the Miz. Like, I think, wait, I, I, think- I think the moment that I knew it was no longer a work was when Miz stopped pacing. Because he yeah. like his face dropped. Yeah. He had the character on and he was walking back and forth while Shane was down. And then he just stopped. Apparently, you can hear Shane twice go, I'm fucked. Oh, really? Oh, I did gotta see that again. So then Snoop Dogg gets no. in the ring. As they're getting Shane out of the ring, it's Jessica Carr is the yeah. ref, right? She looks to Snoop Dogg and just yells, people's elbow. <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, no. If he does the people's elbow, it's a work. And she just called the next move. It's a work. It's well, gotta be. She says it like six times. Because, yeah. yeah. So Snoop gets in, punches the Miz, does the people's elbow. And then pins the Miz. It wasn't his match, but whatever. It was great. Yeah, just the, 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 the on the fly of Snoop Dogg just being like, "This is my moment. I gotta save this." Amazing. Yeah. The high high of Shane McMahon coming back into the WWE to the low low of him dying basically, and then Snoop Dogg of all people saving the day. Oh my but, god. Yeah. But, but also they're like, guys, I really needed that pop. Thank you so yeah. much. And then just. I really needed that pop. His his quad said say less. <laughs> oh my that was like I have never popped for wrestling the way that I did that night. Yeah. I lost my mind. It was it was fucking wild. Oh my god. What a fucking moment. Like that's gonna be like top five WrestleMania moments. <sighs> that's gotta be. Like father, like son, though, man, they've got some weak ass quads. <laughs> the, the McMahons do not have good quads. Oh God, let's, let's move on to the everything hell. else in the show. Yeah. Useless. Yeah, honestly, we're it, just on Twitter. It at this kind point. of it kind of ruined the start of the next match oh, for us because we were did. so distracted from just. Like, oh, it one hundred percent did because the next the, the first half of the next coming match, we were just on Twitter the whole time. Yeah. Like, what did people say? Is he actually hurt? What just happened? Yeah. And it's the Hell in a Cell match. It's Edge versus Finn Balor. Sorry, Brood Edge versus Finn Demon Balor. Demon Finn. Brood yeah. Edge versus Demon Finn. Edge's entrance was cool. But we were kind of expecting Gra- Gangrel. It was. It was cool visually. But what about it was Brood? The the fire and coming. He through. wasn't wearing the Brood outfit. He didn't come out with the Brood music. He didn't come out with Gangrel. There was no actual red viscous liquid on his part. Um. <laughs> What about it was Brood, other than the fact that they called him Brood Edge? Coming out through the fire. But he's done that. Yeah, that's a Brood thing. Yeah. I, I, it felt phoned in. It was like, oh, we're going to make Brood Edge. Just kidding. No, we're not. And then we get Demon Finn. I laughed at him getting the slow motion John Morrison entrance. Which I still don't totally understand why he got. I, I don't know either. 
And and the two guys handing him the, the, the smoke things, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the purple smoke. So, you know, doing the hunched over, trying not to be seen thing and really failing. As somebody who used to work for a cheerleading company, they they did what I call the poop run. The poop run? Where you're trying not to be seen, so you have your arms crossed over your stomach while kind of crouched. It looks like you just have to poop. <laughs> that Oh, it does look... I know exactly what run you're talking about. And Finn kind of looked like Darth Maul here. I don't know what it was. Like, more so than usual. Yeah, it was the face paint. The paint on his back was, like, incredible. Very detailed. Looked really cool. Both of us giggled at the color-coded weapons. It's just so stupid. It felt very phoned in. Yeah, cause, well, because they're, they're back to the regular cell. It's no longer the, the, the big red toy cell. Right, yeah. The, but there still has to be an element of toy so that, like, oh, only Finn gets the purple toys and only Edge gets the red toys. Well, Finn gets some red because sure does. Edge throws a ladder at Finn. And I still cannot see where it happens. But I think it just catches him. Yeah, I, well, looking at the bump, I just, I still don't see it hit him. But Finn gets hit in the head with the ladder, and it it gets him. Yeah, it gets him good right on the top of the head. And I don't think it needed to hit him very hard. Like that's part of your skin that is just so thin. Like if you get caught the right angle, yeah, gone. So the medical team comes out to attend to Finn. Crowd isn't that into it. We thought that they were going to stop the match. And I was like, we just had an injury in the last segment. We cannot stop again. That didn't help either. They were like, Jesus. We just did this. And I think Finn was thinking the same thing. He's like, no, 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 I'm not stopping. I'm not fucking stopping. Yeah. Catch me up. I'm good. Edge tries to keep the crowd entertained by like going out, getting weapons. He does. He is a professional. He took the, he took all of the attention off of Finn for a minute, like entertainment wise he went to the other side of the ring he was pulling out weapons chairs kendo sticks another ladder for some fucking reason (laughs) yeah consummate professional finn at one point dives from they've added a lip on the halfway point up of the cell yeah so he dove from that to in the ring trying to stop the coup de gras edge through through the table yeah edge moved but he so he just jumped straight through the table Finishing the match is a concerto from Edge oh, with, which, like, with, why? with two red chairs. And I, I joked, I'm like, ah, he's getting that same type attack bonus. Ah. And Edge wins. Was underwhelmed by this I one. didn't want Edge to win. Yeah, it was ruined for Finn. But it wasn't even that. I don't know. Just, I feel like the finish just kind of came out of nowhere. I'm wondering if they were told to like speed it up a little bit because... Um, because of the blood because of Finn like maybe I mean maybe it, they were like okay Finn you can keep wrestling but we're gonna cut some spots here like we gotta uh, yeah, you, you gotta get out of the ring I don't know Just, I think they might have thought that he was more injured than he actually was but yeah, because that, he had so much face paint on you could not visibly see the blood yeah I mean, maybe it's that maybe it was us being just distracted from the wild maybe. Shane McMahon shit but, I mean the, the the show ended about 15 minutes early I can't imagine the Shane McMahon match going 20 minutes no so i think that some stuff was cut from this i think obviously time was cut from that and that is what left the gap at the end yeah and i mean this match this feud has been going since SummerSlam, and it, i don't know this didn't feel like it the big blow off they didn't. wanted it to no and, you're right but also i don't really need it to keep going i like seeing the demon again yeah. i always liked demon finn I think that's like a better version of Finn, yeah, well, even though Finn is hot as fuck, and I like to just see him. The problem as is he's person. losing more and more as even. He went from like undefeated to I know he's lost a bunch of these in a row. Yeah, flop like a fish. All right, let's go to get a few things left. We got a Bianca Belair interview with the dance crew. This very much felt like we need to pad some time, but it was sweet. 
And then we get the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah. the Hall of Fame recap. Yeah, and we go get them all kind of coming out, doing a little wave. We get Stacy Keebler, our little WCW tie-in. Towson alum. Lance Storm with the tweet of the weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. So Lance Storm, has he tweeted, Stacy Keebler aged horribly. She clearly doesn't know how to do it. She looks exactly the same as she always has. Like, amazing. We get Andy Kaufman and for whatever reason, like, Jerry Lawler wasn't there. I'm like, that's the whole point of doing So Andy when Kaufman. he did the, um, when he did the induction on the night of, he said that he was still recovering from his surgery because wow. he just had another heart attack or something. Oh. I, I mean, think he's, he had, he had some sort of surgery. I don't quote me on that, but. He like he said like I'm still recovering, but I know this would have been like the biggest night of this guy's life. He did the whole story thing, but he threw it to Andy Kaufman's family in the ring, and they did the whole thing. Then get the great Muda, who recently retired, and I I'm to- I'm totally on board with just like no, this person's important. Like when Jushin Thunder Liger went in, yeah, like, just because yeah. he was never in WWE proper. I was saying even like a, like, like a single match, yeah. I don't... Yeah, he was just. A, he, I think the yeah. WWE Hall of Fame. I think it should just be the Wrestling Hall of Fame sponsored by WWE. Yeah. Oh, where was that random one? I, I I showed you like, oh, there's this pro wrestling hall of fame. It's in like Ohio. Oh, I don't. Or like remember. Iowa or something. But yeah, it looked like it was in like a strip mall of some sort. We get Tim White winning the Warrior Award, first referee to go in, but it's like not for a referee. It, and then the final inductee, Rey Mysterio. This is a very small class, and it came together like really quickly. It felt it like. did come together really quickly, almost like it was forgotten. But I will say, like, it was really nice hearing from Stacey Keebler about her whole journey getting to where she is now, because she very much came from nothing and turned it into something incredible. Same thing with Rey Mysterio. Like, he had some stories that were incredible. So Conan, that's our other WCW tie-in, Conan inducted him into the Hall of Fame. And they were just talking about, like, how they started and WCW together, and Conan's the one that got Rey into WCW. And when he got there, he reconnected with his childhood friend that he had known since he was 12 years old, Eddie Guerrero, and just talking about all of that, the stories. And then he even said, like, when he first started wrestling, his wife, Angie, MVP, was um, going to, like, med school and had to drop out of med school so that she could go get a job and send Rey Mysterio money so that he could actually keep wrestling and keep doing his thing. And look at him now. It's just like little stories like that, like really like hit my feelings. And yeah. it was really nice to hear those stories from all these people. Yeah. And it was also nice that Ray's pyro actually worked when he came Thank out for the Hall of Fame walk And he came out in another Muda um, tribute costume. Yeah. And he, before he even went to his spot, he just like went to everybody and like shook their hand, gave Stacy a big hug, which I thought was cute. Because I'm like, oh, filthy animals. Cute. But no, it was just that's, nice. That... I know a story, but I thought Stacy was with them too at one point. No, not quite. There was the one backstage segment when Stacy was still one of the contestants where yeah. she was just there for some reason. Oh, okay. I guess I'm like yeah. inflating it. No. Stacy's now with standards and practices is Miss Hancock. Oh, and that was that was another thing that they really they really highlighted Mrs. Hancock in um her like journey package before she got inducted. Please, Miss Hancock. She's not married. Sorry. But I'm like, I thought this was just like a little one-off, blow-off, nothing. But that was like the biggest portion of her. Oh God, how much? How many spoilers did you get? I have not listened to it. Not a ton. Okay. I, there's no story there. Are you kidding me? The story is Stacy has legs. For days, they're still going. <laughs> Rumor has it. It was. It was a really nice thing, though. Yes, it all came together really quickly, but it was nice. And with that, 
It's time for the WrestleMania Night 2 main event. It's Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. What can we say about this match that you don't already know? (laughs) Honestly, the one thing I can say, there needs to be an authority figure on screen WWE. Because, like, they're just fine with this every time. Usually when it's a heel champion cheating, I think like JBL. Oh, I see you're cheating all the time. I'm going to put you in these situations where, you know, it's more difficult for you to cheat kind of thing. Yeah. It's the same bullshit interference every fucking time. They even went out. They went out of their way to make sure that Solo was ejected from ringside. Yep, and then he just came. And he just back. came right back. And that's fine. But like, I was convinced there was gonna be a dusty finish with that. I'm like, oh, I I didn't want to believe you because I thought the same thing for like when you said it because they never they never closed the show. Michael Cole and Corey Graves never said thanks for watching WrestleMania. Have a good night. It just ended. Yeah, because we get the, the Usos coming out for interference, and then Sammy and Kevin make the save. Cody looks like he's going to win, and the solo interference, and Roman just wins again. It's just really frustrating. Yeah. It makes you feel stupid for being a wrestling fan. This is the kind of stuff that's like, you invest so much time. You're investing five hours of your week to watching this product, and you think that you have somebody to, that you can root for, and you finally think that they have made their point. And they just keep getting dicked over, over and over and over again. And it's not always the same person. Obviously, it's not always Cody. But every time you're like, this could be it. This is my, this is the person that's going to take him down. It's not. He's not a final boss anymore. He's just like an unbeatable force, but not even in a fun way. Yeah. Like, they, like, I know people online try to push that of like, you just hate him because he's good. No, I hate him because there's nobody that can stop him. And that's not fun. Yeah, I, I compared the bloodline to the NWO recently. And yeah. it really is feeling more and more like the Hulk Hogan. It's like, why am I watching? Who do I have left to root for? So, yeah, I was, people were talking about that. Like, all right. If it's not Cody, then who's well, it going to be? Well, the whole thing has been, okay, well, they didn't do Drew because they're going to do... Cody. And they didn't do Sammy because we got Cody. Right. So Now what? Jay. I really think at this point it's going to be up to Roman Reigns when he's done. Because he's going to lose and he's going to like get off of television for a long time. Yeah. I think that might he might retire even. Yeah. I think, I mean, the options are Jay, Seth. People have said, I, I don't buy it. People said Randy Orton. No. I don't think it's going to be any of those. Randy doesn't need it. <laughs> maybe, maybe one of the Usos. But then we're still in the fucking bloodline. We're just doing the same story Yeah, I, the problem I have is a lot of the bloodline kind of story has been about Roman and Jay. And Jay wins. I don't know what you have Jay do after. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because who does he side with? Does he like go be with Sammy and Kevin? Like does he, does he start his own thing? Does he fully disaffiliate? Like... It, it took all of the wind out of every sail. Like, nobody liked this ending. And I'm not even trying to be, like, a bitter wrestling fan of, like, fuck Roman Reigns. I just, I don't think he deserves it anymore. I don't think that he has earned it. Because every time he has won, he's winning, like you said, by, um, it's by interference. Same, it's the same finish is the problem. It's the exact same finish every time. And it doesn't matter who goes up against him. It doesn't matter if it's... At this point, I'd be fucking fine with Brock Lesnar coming in and winning. But, like... It doesn't matter. I don't even think that I don't even think that Brock would do it. I don't think that they would let Brock win. There's nobody now. And I don't think that's a I don't say that as a good thing. I say that as like what's the point? We have reached the series finale. It's done. Why would I keep watching? Well, he hits 1000 days at King of the Ring. That's not exciting to me. In Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I The stupidity of humanity did come out on Twitter last night though. 
everyone on Twitter, all these people were saying, guys, he's only 15 days away from, from a thousand days. Just let him get there. That's not how math works. He's only 945 days. 15 days, he's at 960 days. Are you thinking about a clock? Is this going to sabotage money in the bank again this year? Probably. I have no faith anymore. I'm going to... I fucking... I went to bed last night and I'm like, I'm not going to watch Raw. I'm not going to watch SmackDown because why would I? What is the point? There's nothing for me anymore at this point in current day television. And I saw one ad for Raw today that was like, anything could happen on Raw after WrestleMania. And I'm like, God damn it, you're right. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) You son of a bitch, I'm in. You son of a bitch, I'm in. (laughs) But nothing's going to happen because we always get our hopes up and nothing fucking happens. Editor's note, she watched it and hated it. (sighs) And on that dour note, (laughs) why not? Let's do best bit and MVP. (laughs) Do we even need to do best bit? I was going to say, do we do worst bit? So the thing is, like, the best bit and the worst bit are so obvious. I disagree. I'm not giving the best bit to the thing, same thing. No? no? Oh, come on. What could have topped that? If you say a match, you're wrong. <laughs> if you say a wrestling match, you are incorrect. The triple threat. Absolutely not. That does not eclipse the Shane McMahon fiasco. No. Snoop Dogg dropped the people's elbow while Shane McMahon was getting carted off after re-entering the WWE. Are you telling me that's not the best thing to happen to wrestling in the last calendar year? I'm saying when I go back, I I, I don't know that I'm going to rewatch that, but I'm going to rewatch the. Oh, I'm going to rewatch. I'm going to rewatch that. That's top three WrestleMania moments. Who's your MVP? See, I don't know. <laughs> Who's your MVP? I'm going to give it to Sammy. Sammy gave us the moment we wanted You're for night right. two. You're right. <laughs> Sammy does deserve MVP because he also tried to stop what happened. Yeah. You're right. He deserves it. I'll give it to him too. Worst bit Roman retaining. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was there anything else close? No. I don't think so. This was a pretty good WrestleMania. Yeah. Pretty good WrestleMania. They just got shot on by. But Vince McMahon himself has gone on record saying people only remember the last thing they saw. It doesn't matter if the whole show was garbage, if the main event was incredible, oh, it was a great show. And we can attest that because we made the mistake of watching WrestleMania 1. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Maybe we'll, we'll talk about the next episode. I chose to fold laundry rather than watch that fucking hellscape of a show. Well, that's going to do it for this bonus episode of the Busty Podcast that went pretty much the same length as a normal one. But yeah. that's what happens when you're talking about an eight-hour wrestling show. You can only be so concise. Oh, we're just going to go for 20 minutes. But until the next episode, which is the, the first two-hour Nitro, which probably be out somewhat soon. KSI just got canceled. Oh. He said a racial slur. Oh. <laughs> that was quick. Wow. Okay. Um... While you're on Twitter looking into that, why don't you give us a follow <laughs> at Butts in the Pod and uh, Instagram is the same handle. Facebook, the Butts in the Seeds podcast. You can listen to all of our back catalog, including all the other WrestleMania episodes. Hear, hear what we said last year about Roman retaining. Ah, it was probably that. Yeah. Uh, well, he faced Brock, so it's ah, mixed bag. Ah. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Emily, any final closing thoughts on on this? We're gonna be. I, I, it's gonna be hard to record our episode for the next one because we're gonna be at WrestleMania for next year. Yeah, how are we gonna take notes while we're there? What if Roman's still champion? I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, if there's nothing left, I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm and thanks for listening to the Butts in the Seats podcast. <laughs>